Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Hebrews chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray as we read this chapter that we would consider the things that Jesus said to be extremely valuable, that we would not neglect what Jesus said, knowing that they are salvation. We pray that we would understand, that we would believe, and that we would act as we know Jesus has defeated death for us. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2. Because of this, it is all the more necessary that we pay attention to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels was binding, and every transgression and act of disobedience received a just penalty, How will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which had its beginning when it was spoken through the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard, while God was testifying at the same time by signs and wonders and various miracles and distributions of the Holy Spirit according to his will? For he did not subject to angels the world to come, about which we are speaking, but someone testified somewhere, saying, What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a short time lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor. You subjected all things under his feet. For in subjecting all things, he left nothing that was not subject to him. But now we do not yet see all things subjected to him. But we see Jesus, for a short time made lower than the angels, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that apart from God he might taste death on behalf of everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the originator of their salvation through sufferings. For both the one who sanctifies and the ones who are sanctified are all from one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing in praise of you. And again, I will trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Therefore, since the children share in blood and flesh, he also in like manner shared these same things, in order that through death he could destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and could set free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery throughout all their lives. For surely he is not concerned with angels, but he is concerned with the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he was obligated to be made like his brothers in all respects, in order that he could become a merciful, and faithful high priest in the things relating to God, in order to make atonement for the sins of the people. For in that which he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In the first chapter of Hebrews, the writer, or speaker, since this is more like a sermon, is making the argument that Jesus, the Son, is greater than the angels. 
So the first few verses of chapter 2 are drawing a conclusion from that argument. This is the first of the five warning sections in the book. The chapter starts with the phrase, because of this, to show that he is basing this warning on the fact that he has established that the Son is greater than the angels. He says we have to pay extra close attention to what we have heard from Jesus, because he is so much greater. The Jews believed that God used angels to deliver the law to Moses. So the Hebrews writer says, If the punishment was strong for anyone who disobeyed that law that angels gave to Moses, how much stronger will the punishment be if we reject the message given by Jesus? He points out that the miracles that accompany the message from Jesus prove that this is important. Then, after this brief warning, he returns to his comparison of Jesus to the angels. He says, God didn't give angels control of this world. Instead, he quotes from Psalm 8. But oddly, he just describes it as, But someone has testified somewhere. Perhaps he is saying that who said it doesn't matter, because it came from the Holy Spirit. The quote from Psalm 8 is saying that God has put man in charge of the earth. But it says, All things... But the Hebrew writer says we don't see all things under the control of man yet. The biggest problem that is not subjected to us is death. So Jesus came to solve that problem. He was made lower than the angels for a short time so that he would be able to die. So Jesus came to participate in our low position so that he could make our position what it was intended to be. He did that by suffering and dying. So he says that Jesus became a brother to us humans. To prove that point, he quotes from Psalm 22 and Isaiah 8, showing that Jesus was intended to be human like us. Isaiah 8 uses the figure of a father with his children, which is also a close physical relationship that indicates a close physical connection. So he says that Jesus had to become like us to solve the big problem that we are faced with, death. Verse 16 is really the end of the argument that Jesus is greater than the angels. For surely he is not concerned with angels, but he is concerned with the descendants of Abraham. In the last two verses of this chapter, he introduces the next argument, that Jesus is high priest. And now for a deeper dive. The Hebrews writer is making a major point about death. This is the one thing that humans cannot solve. Early in the book of Genesis, we read that the result of eating the fruit, the first sin, was death. And ever since then, humans have been dying. It is a problem that many have tried to solve. They've tried to find the mythical fountain of youth. We spend billions of dollars in America on health care, and the majority of that money is spent on the last years of life trying to eke out a few years or months of life. People spend billions just trying to look younger and on activities that are theoretically going to extend life. Millions and perhaps billions of dollars are raised every year to defeat cancer. But still, everyone dies. We all have an expiration date. Even though we aren't quite sure what it is, it is hanging over us. It gives us a drive to accomplish something in our short life. But death also laughs at the futility of our attempts to achieve anything. The Hebrews writer says that the solution to all of that is Jesus. 
that he faced death for us, that he defeated the devil who has used the power of death against us all this time to enslave us. And he doesn't go into all of it here, but because Jesus rose from the dead, we have proof that he has defeated death for us, so that death is not the end for us. Do we believe that death has been defeated by Jesus? Are we living like we believe that? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.